into a bonus interview edition of Sci-Fi Fidelity. Remember to follow Den of Geek on Twitter and Facebook at Den of Geek US, and we are at Sci-Fi Fidelity. My name is Mike. And I'm Dave, and in this installment, we'll be expanding upon our discussion of short-form science fiction series from our July podcast as we talk to two of the creative minds behind some new developments in that arena. Yeah, and we didn't even plan this. It just happens that we talked about short-form science fiction, and then we're contacted by a publicist who was looking to uh, have us talk to some guys who were producing short-form sci-fi series. And it was actually tied into an article I had written in March 2016 about a filmmaker named Stefan Zlotescu, and he is making the type type of film that you and I, Dave, have talked about has been missing from television, and that's cyberpunk. Yeah, and you know, even outside of Blade Runner, it's kind of missing from the big screen as well. Exactly. So it's so exciting to find that we're going to be getting uh, a short form science fiction, but science fiction nonetheless. And Stefan's short film, True Skin, is in development with Amazon Studios. And that was an art- the article that I had written back in March of 2016. But now we actually have a new streaming service, kind of in the vein of what we were talking about with Verizon's Go90 service, where it's device driven, mobile oriented streaming. And Black Pills is the service that this guy is working with, along with Scott Glassgold, who we're also talking to in this interview. He's the founder of Ground Control, which is producing True Skin and the other short-form series that are being created. A whole slate of science fiction short-form series for the Black Pills streaming service. I downloaded the app, Dave, and it's pretty cool. It's got a really cool interface where you can watch non-science fiction shows currently, but it's really exciting to hear that they're developing this new slate. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, let's dive right into our interview with Stefan Zlotescu and Scott Glasgold. Well, thank you so much, Stefan Zlotescu and Scott Glasgold, for joining us today on Sci-Fi Fidelity. Thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you. Before we dive in here, and we're, and we're going to start talking about these Black Pills projects, which is very exciting, I want to talk a little bit about True Skin which is really where probably a lot of people, if they're familiar with your work, is are really um, coming into it, having seen it on Vimeo, perhaps. This video short, for those who haven't heard of it, is from five years ago, and it features Stefan as a cybernetically enhanced individual named Kay, who gets a hold of a classified prototype upgrade. And this concept is being developed by Amazon as a one-hour series. So... Stefan, how did that come about since it was originally with Warner Brothers for a full-length film? And has there been any movement since that announcement last March? Because we hear that Guardian of the Galaxy writer Nicole Permelin is attached at the very least. Yeah, she's writing away. Very talented writer. I think it's going to be something really special, honestly. And we're hoping to uh, film it here in Bangkok. So uh, it's, it's going to be something else. And, you know, speaking to sort of the evolution of the journey from Warner Brothers to Amazon, it's sort of been a fortuitous one in that when we were at Warner's, it quickly was sort of uh, uh, designed for a $200 million tentpole overnight. And if, if you see the makings of the short and everything that Stefan did with it, part of what makes it so special is that it's tactile and, and feels organic. And um, when it, it didn't work out at Warner's and we brought it over to Amazon, they really offered us the freedom to make something that is uh, far more true, no pun intended, to to Stefan's vision. 
and Nicole's been incredible and has really been innovating and building on the idea. And we're, we're just sort of gearing up right now. And that there, for those listening, that's Scott that just answered that question. Stefan is the one with the deep voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, there's a certain edginess in how Black Pills, Ground Control, Punk City present themselves. I mean, what are you guys going to be able to do creatively on the streaming service that you wouldn't have been able to do in a more traditional setting? Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I think we're just going to try to keep these as edgy as possible because you know i mean the studio system doesn't really allow us to explore you know sexual themes uh, uh scott you want to help out on this one yeah i mean look black pills has been incredible in that their emphasis in our development process has been on story 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 and getting it right uh which is wonderful but outside of that there really haven't been any boundaries or perimeters in that we've really felt like they've sort of given us these this wonderful opportunity to create in an uninhibited way where the sky's the limit and it's really just sort of quality based and wherever the the best story takes us and that that's what's been so exciting so far yeah and we're doing this other project called product wars which like if you took it down the studio route it would be much more like family friendly kid friendly and now it's more it's more adult there's a lot more adult themes explored. It's more violent. It's more brutal. And, you know, it's it's an animated project, you know. So it's it, it, we're trying to explore new territory that you can't really go down uh, if you went with the studios. And, in fact, you mentioned uh, Product Wars and your other project that's showing up in this Black Pills slate of short sci-fi, which there's a, a number of shows involved here. The other is Tokyo Red. So if you can tell us just a little bit about these two examples, Tokyo Red and Product Wars, uh, for those who want to download the Black Pills app and, and can expect to see in the future. Uh, Tokyo Red started off as a, a feature that I wrote about a year ago and I was just developing on. And Black Pills actually originally approached me with one of their series. Um, and then I thought, you know, I thought I wasn't right for that particular project. So then I counterpitched them Tokyo Red. And they, you know, they loved it. And then we figured out a way to, uh, you know, slice it up into 10 episodes. And, you know, it, it deals with like a, a near future Tokyo that we're, we're exploring the idea of it being irradiated um, based off of facts. Because Tokyo, as you know, did have that Fukushima incident in 2011. So my idea was if like, you know, the reactor went through a full meltdown, Tokyo would be completely radiated. And my idea is, what if people had to adapt to this? Because, you know, I don't see the Japanese abandoning Tokyo. They would just continue their life there. So imagine, like, you know, people, young kids having to, like, walk around on the street with, like, trendy hazmat suits and, you know, like, robots kind of cleaning up hot spots around town, which are radioactive, and having these, like, augmented reality glasses that, like, show you which paths are safe, which are not. So, uh the story revolves around this world. I don't want to say too much about the story because I want you to actually watch the episodes, but (laughs) the fun thing is it's, it's sort of like, it's that world that Stefan just painted with a hard boiled sort of pulp narrative to it. So it's, it's sort of a mashup of genres in a really fun way. And what about product wars? What's that? That sounds like a really fun one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a crazy one. Uh, that's basically throughout, you know, throughout the decades, we've created mascots to sell our brands, right? To sell our products, whatever it is, cereals, 
you know, noodles, uh, fast food joints, uh, whatever, right? And I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting if we could genetically engineer, create these actual mascots, you know? And that I think that they would sell like hotcakes. Like people would love to, you know, have a, a real Tony the Tiger, like selling their cereal brand or whatever. So, you know, this story is basically like these, these creations are kind of bought by both companies, brands, people start like even buying them as pets and, you know, pet stores start going out of business because they can't sell dogs and cats anymore because people want their custom made characters or whatever pets. And, you know, eventually like the way we are with any life form besides us humans is we tend to mistreat them or we tend to like, you know, consume them, so to say. So it would be basically these products would revolt. They would get sick of how they're treated. And the story follows them kind of planning a revolt and so <laughs> forth. And I don't want to give away the ending, but, you know, it, it gets crazier and crazier. All right. Well, let's go from the Tony the Tiger revolution <laughs> to uh, Scott. Uh, uh, you've got an anthology series about the future of sex, uh, a show where an AI is on trial for murder and a zombie thriller where the protagonist has to solve a puzzle to survive. So what can you tell us about the future of sex, same rights, and isolated? Sure. I mean, they're all very different, and that's equally what's exciting about this opportunity. You know, for future of sex, I, I think as we're exploring the storylines, it's important to us to make sure we have something to say within each piece, uh, whether it's sort of drilling down on what that allegory is, for today and how tech is affecting us today and sort of projecting that into the future. And it's, and there's pieces in there that will be lighthearted as well. I think it's not all gloom and doom and, and being detached, but there, there's a nice gamut to, to play with. And then for same rights, it's, it's very much what you intimated in the log line of we, what we want to do is sort of explore and litigate what it would be like if AI commits a crime. And what do we do once that happens? And sort of, I think it's probably something we ought to be prepared with. And lastly, uh, Isolated is based on a, a wonderful short film by writer-director Tomas Vergara. And uh, if you've seen the short, it, it's just from moment to moment, it, it's just sort of staggeringly made. And it, it's CGI, as will the entire series, will be all CG. And it's, it's just a nail-biter, and it'll be a mystery that unravels in sort of real time. But uh, uh, for a tease of that one, definitely watch the short, and it, it's where everything will kick off for this series. And, and it's a, that's a pretty ambitious project because it's completely full CGI. So, you know, we're bringing a team here in Bangkok to do it, and it's pretty crazy. But it should come out really nice. Well, speaking of that, Bangkok has as we've been able to tell in your films, a very Blade Runner-esque look to it as soon as you put your visual effects in there. <laughs> and it seems perfect for cyberpunk in general. So what do you enjoy about Thailand, both as a setting for your work and as a production location, especially with your visual effects company, Optic Flavor, being based there? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it is the city of like from Blade Runner without even adding any effects. Like when, when I first got here in 2010, I thought I was in the movie Blade Runner. I mean, right now, like the skyline has changed significantly without within the last 10 years. So it feels it feels even more crazy than Hong Kong. It's a futuristic Asian city. 
so it was very inspirational for me when I got here. I was like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta do something with this place, you know, because otherwise, you know, if you would, if you would make this out in the U.S., you'd have to like kind of build a set or do a lot of this on green screen and create the backgrounds and CGI. But here, I didn't have to really do much, you know. I just kind of like inserted a hologram here and there, but the rest is this city. So in terms of like shooting here, it's just, you know, it's it's. The crews are wonderful. It's it's less expensive, obviously. And just I feel like this is a, is a fertile ground for sci-fi, especially cyberpunk in general, you know, as, as a location. Now, Scott, your company, Ground Control, has a first-look deal with Columbia Pictures. So is it possible we could see Stefan's work on the big screen as well? And what's the ultimate goal related to television? Because, you know, there certainly has been a television renaissance the past 10 years. Sure, sure. Uh, you know what, what's exciting about television is sort of exactly what I described with with True Skin, where uh, rather than sort of having to take your property or your vision and cram it into a a two hour window that very much has a template that has to be abided by, we're able to stretch it out, and our our, our canvas is far more open to sort of create something that really reflects the vision. So. Personally, and I think for everyone in our company, the medium is an opportunity. So what once was, like you said, you know, years ago where it was like, oh, you know, film was the absolute goal. There's so many wonderful opportunities uh, in television and streaming that we're excited to take them and take these swings and create. And I think it's, it's at the end of the day, it's just about creating something special, unique and something that we're all proud of and hopefully that people will find. Uh, so if we're doing it in TV, great. If we're doing it in film, wonderful as well. And, you know, as far as Stefan and his film work, we've got a, a handful of projects that we're always developing for him, of which a few in particular will be films. And I think that also will be um, part of the journey is to sort of go back and forth and look at whatever amazing idea he comes up with next and say, OK, what is this best suited for? Is this a TV show or should we go try to do it film? And then the, then the larger question also becomes in film nowadays. Is it sort of the standard studio film, which is more and more IP driven? Or, or do we go try to make um, an independent film and, uh, again, try to find some more freedom? So in that regard, I think it's more fun than ever before. You always have your film play. You have your sort of typical television play. And now we, we have the luxury of, of a Black Pills where we can really just sort of have, have a new playground to create. Now, Stefan, I'm, I'm extrapolating a little bit here, but you seem to have these two trademark moves, and I'm basing this on not just True Skin, but also a visual short film that's called Pastel. <laughs> and both of these have two things in common. You've got the unusual visual effects that are placed on top of candid footage of Bangkok, and there's a lot of neon. You know, it seems to be filmed separately and then you decide what appendages to put on the palm trees or something like that yeah so are we going to see those techniques a little bit more in these black pills projects yeah we're gonna we're, we're basically going to shoot mainly live action and then you know just enhance with cgi i think i think that that in with that process you get the most realistic outcome you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of like shooting on green screen. It, it just, you know, just feels very fake and sterile. Uh, you know, the actors don't even really perform well in those kind of environments. 
like I love Neil Blomkamp's work because he kind of does the same thing. Um, you know, he, he shoots in real environments and just kind of enhances them with with CGI and just just look better. And then, of course, I also have that more vibrant, colorful style. You know, when I when I did it back in 2010, nobody was doing it. You know, back then it was just like every everyone was either putting like a cyan tint to their footage or you know. But now, you know, a lot a lot of other movies have started kind of adapting the, this kind of style, like the more colorful, vibrant look. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to continue to do that 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 vibrant style. All right. Well, other than watching the short films that are viewable on Vimeo, where else can we find your work? And I heard you guys do music videos, too. <laughs> well, we some I mean, you know, obviously, like there's a lot of stuff that I, I, I wouldn't actually put on my reel, but, you know, it's out there. <laughs> Uh, so, and then I've done a lot of VFX work for like bigger videos. I actually art directed, uh, Heartless for Kanye West, if you know. So I like actually had to hire the team, the animation team in Hong Kong. And then just a lot of other videos, you know, worked with Lady Gaga, Beyonce. Uh, this, this was like maybe eight years ago. So yeah, ever since True Skin, I've been sticking more to developing my own content uh and, and you know the more original the more crazy the more I'm, i feel at home you know so all right well, that's great yeah I, I know some of our information is a little bit outdated but it's great to see your your hold up in the studio getting the work done that we can uh enjoy later so thank you scott and stefan for joining us today on sci-fi fidelity it's been great oh thank you thanks so much all right. Well, that was great to talk to those guys. And, and I'm very excited to hear that Stefan is going to be keeping those trademark neon superimposed visual effects that, that he's pretty much become no, known for, because I think that style works really well visually. And I can't wait to see it fleshed out into a full-blown story. It, it is. But you know what? I wish we had asked, how did they come to arrive in Bangkok? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they've been there for years. Was it simply for the background? I don't know. It sounds like it was very fortuitous if Stefan's answer was any indication. But yeah, it's it's very exciting to hear that there might be another venue for science fiction besides, you know, like Vancouver and, and some of the Canadian locales that we've come to know and love. But no word on exactly when we can expect these projects to come out. This is something that's still in development, but we'll sh- be sure to keep you updated once we know uh, when these shows are coming out. Uh, very excited to hear about for one, that artificial intelligence one that one of the other writers is putting together because you and I have talked about that on this podcast a few times, but a lot of great things to look forward to there. Yep. But that's going to be it for this edition of Sci-Fi Fidelity. We hope you enjoyed this interview edition. You can keep it going all month long by following us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter as Sci-Fi Fidelity. And in August, in addition to our discussions of Salvation on CBS and the NBC supernatural drama Midnight Texas, we're also working on a Killjoys interview after the San Diego Comic-Con fervor dies down a bit. Yeah, it's always nice to be able to preview what our interview will be, which we don't always know as far in advance as the previous podcast. So looking forward to doing that interview as well. Until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a few weeks. 